Hello there. Welcome to the Recode Podcast. This podcast exists to support the stories and the content of my new book titled Recode, Eight Mind Hacks for the Small Business Owner. Why did I write this book? I've read over 800 books over the years. And when I started my business as a 29-year-old in the year 2004, sometimes I just needed resources that I could connect with that made sense to the level and size of my business and where I was in the life cycle of a business. Unfortunately, a lot of the content that was available to me talked about Apple, Starbucks, you know, all these great books behind me that I've read over the years, Target, Walmart, great companies, but I just could not relate to their content. Now, on the flip side, there's an element by which I could relate in the sense that we were all worried about the same things, people, money, marketing, operations. But in a lot of ways, I wish there was other resources that I could relate to more directly. This is the reason that this podcast has been created to support the small business owner, to help them find resources that they can connect with and pull from to continue to drive their company across the life cycle of a business. Once again, welcome to the Recode Podcast. So from a format standpoint, this podcast will have two formats. One format, I'll just simply speak directly into the mic. Some of the ideas that are in the book Recode, some of the ideas that I've learned along the way. And in the other format, we'll have a guest and kind of pick their brain a little bit. Some of them will be authors, some of them business owners, and some of them just bring some great ideas uh, for leadership in the business environment. So those are the two formats that this podcast will consider. Why did I title the book Recode? I realized that as humans, a lot of the things we do come from the habits we've developed over the years. So as a business owner, you don't realize it, but you have formed habits around the way you do things, the way you make decisions, the way your company operates, the way you hire, the way you fire, the way you run your operational uh, aspect of your, of your company. And because we don't realize we've formed habits along these activities, you may sort of function on what you call autopilot, but sometimes autopilot without a direction is simply going nowhere. So one of the things that I picked up over the years, once I discovered that a lot of the things that I did, I did from a place of habit. If the actions I was taking were not leading in the right direction, then I needed to change how my mindset processed the events that were happening around me. And ultimately that informed my behavior. So a lot of the things we do as humans, separate from being a business owner or a leader, a lot of the things we do as humans is informed by our beliefs. Where do our beliefs come from? Beliefs come from two places predominantly, personal experience and its origin from our parents. So our parents give us a lot of the, the tools that form the things that make up our belief system. Uh, and then our individual personal experiences sort of add to that and redefine our beliefs and therefore direct our behavior as we get older. So um, so if you think about that from a business owner standpoint, you are operating 
from a set of beliefs that you have either been fed by your parents or have developed over the years just through your personal experience. Now, if you let those beliefs or that belief system function without checks and balances in place, you will very quickly find yourself heading in a direction that you're not happy with, right, in the long run. So in essence, your belief system drives your behavior. So if you believe that seeing is believing, then you're going to wait to see before you act. And your behavior is going to be driven by that mindset. On the flip side, if you believe that believing is seeing, which by the way is the first chapter of the book, if you believe that believing is seeing, then you understand that the things that appear in your physical world begin with your mindset. So I intentionally started the book with the first chapter being titled Believing is Seeing, which is the reverse of seeing is believing. In the book, I tell a story of how I nearly lost my business and I had to start in a place where I had to redesign my entire thought pattern. So that is the beginning of the journey in the book, Recode, Eight Mind Hacks for the Small Business Owner. For today's podcast, I really just want to highlight two things, right? I know there are a lot of podcasts that have a longer format, but that's not my goal here. My goal here is to keep it short and sweet. Just like my books, I try to distill, you know, the important facts, get you to the meat as quickly as possible. I know I can talk and draw it on and go sentence and, and, and build on stories upon stories upon stories. But by and large, when I read content or consume content from other speakers, podcasts, presenters, musicians, what have you, I'd like to get to the meat as quickly as possible. So my goal is to do that. Uh, also, when I have guests on the podcast, I would love to distill their thoughts. So I want you to be able to hear from the guests when we have a guest on the podcast. And when I do the format one, let's call it, where I get to talk to you directly in the camera, some of my thoughts, then I can ramble on a little bit, still keeping it short and sweet. So for today, I like to focus on two topics. One of them is hiring. Why? Because a lot of my friends in business talk about that. The difficulty in today's world, finding people that are reliable, people that will stick with your company long term, people that get the point of um, feeling connected to a work environment, a company, and just sticking around to take the company across the continuum of its goals. It seems like we can't find people like that these days. The truth is, it's going to go back to your mindset. If you believe people like that no longer exist, you're right. If you believe that people like that exist, you're right. So you have to figure out what your role is in finding the right people because when you find them, you have to be able to keep them. But we'll dive into that. The other thing that I'm going to talk about today is standards. Many companies think about themselves as small business and as such, they think, Mm, I'm just starting out. Mm, I have one employee. Oh, I have only three. Maybe I don't need to set any standards. No need to, you know, think big or set goals. Well, I've got news for you. If you focus on the small in small business, your thoughts will be small and you will always stay small. Business is a team sport. And that means if you start your company as a solopreneur, one guy, one man, one woman show. At some point, if it's important for you to scale, you're going to need a team. You're going to need much more than just yourself 
to be able to scale the company. So on that note, let's go back to the first thought, which is where we talk about hiring. Let's dive into hiring. When it's time to find uh, an employee to join your company, right? It's very interesting at what point most business owners think that process begins. Many of us think that process begins when you have the candidate hired, they're in your office, they're at a desk or in the field, they've gone through training. You think that's where the journey begins for you to start to get their attention and to start to create the workplace or the work environment they want to be in for a long time. Well, I want you to think a little different about that. And you'll find that very synonymous with this podcast. So we're going to have you reverse and recode some of that mindset. The way I've come to see it is that it begins with the job posting. Because you're looking for talent. If your job posting is not inviting, why would someone who's the right talent or who's willing to go down that journey with you click on it? Why would they sign up for an interview? Why would they sit through your process of getting hired and all that. There's so much behind the curtain they don't get to see. But the elements that you control, like the job posting, you got to get that under control. You got to get their attention from the job posting. So it begins with what you choose, the words you choose to express yourself in the job posting. Because if they just want a job, they can go down the street, right? There are tons of companies down Main Street that are hiring. If all they want is something to pay the bills, they can work elsewhere, The reality is, as the owner, you also have to be clear what you're looking for, not just person, not just skill set. You also have to be clear what job description you expect this employee or potential employee to fulfill. The more clarity you have around the job description, your expectations, the better you will be at selecting the right candidate to join your team. At Alpha Direct, one of the things that we did well is we set up more than 15 years ago a hiring process. It really went from job posting to interviewing to onboarding to, um, you know, 90 day review and things like that. But by being intentional about every element of it, we got to design it in a way that we felt like we had better control over the outcome. So I'll give you an example. So rather than start uh, a job posting that says, hey, we're hiring, um, we're paying X and we're ready to start you right away, benefits, 401k and things like that, things you would hear or read in the typical job posting, our job posting will be a little more vague, shorter, sweeter, opportunity to work with a great company, been around for 15 years, looking for someone to join our amazing team to accomplish or exceed our goals um, and help us continue to travel the world, right? So something simple, something different. As a reader, you, you read it and you still don't know what you're interviewing for, but it sounds different, right? Uh, Steve Jobs, rest in peace, used to say, join Apple and make a dent in the universe, right? It makes you say, what? Okay, I want to hear more, right? So it begins there. Then you come in for the interview. What you didn't know is that you're not going to be the only one uh, being interviewed. See, that first interview is more like a meet and greet, is what we call it. There will be somewhere between five and 10 people at that meet and greet. You sit in a conference room uh, with all these folks, and first you're uncomfortable because you don't understand why there's so many people in the room with you. But the next thing you find out is, actually we're going to interact. 
There's going to be some donuts on the table. It's going to be some coffee. Don't be uncomfortable. That's the whole idea. We want you to relax. We want to get to the real you as much as possible. You sit down. We have a donut. We talk. We sip on that coffee. And then we're ready to get started. We'll use a sheet of paper that's just one page. But instead of writing answers, we'll talk about the answers in the room. So now you get the opportunity of an exchange. It doesn't feel like an interview anymore. You're almost in a conference setting, impromptu, where you get to express yourself across specific thoughts. They're very simple. Something about the book you've read recently, something about uh, how you've made a difference in a work environment. You found yourself in the past where things were complicated and you were able to suggest a great idea to move things forward. You know, simple topics, really light subjects. But it's designed to get people to express themselves and to see how they express themselves in the room full of other people. Because ultimately, we're a sales company. We, at a basis, we really want you to be able to express yourself. We want to be able to hear your thoughts and your ideas. We want to be able to incorporate that into the company culture. So at that initial phase, we at least want to shake things up a little bit and get to get comfortable with you as a person. Now, fast forward later when you join the company um, after the second interview, the second interview will do more like a one-on-one. -on -one. And after that, we transition to a place where you get hired, you join the company. The third interview is really a 30-day process. You'll be plugged in, trained according to the job description you're expected to fulfill. But at the end of those 30 days, everyone in the company gives you a review. You just don't realize we're all observing you, but we'll all, by and large, have feedback to give to that new employee who's joining the team. It's one of the ways that we make a new team member feel accepted and we help them feel like part of this movement that we already are. Now let's talk about the other subject that I'd like to cover in this first episode. I'd like to talk about standards for your company. As I mentioned before, many small business owners think they're too small and so they don't really need standards. Well, what I've learned is if you think you're too small for standards, as you get larger, you would have less time to even make standards. Standards should not be a factor of time or money. They should be a factor of your long-term vision for your company. So I'll give you some examples to, to drive this point home. At AlphaDirect, we have a simple standard. We have a list of standards, but I'll give you one or two of them. One of them is that customers who call our office will never have to deal with a phone tree. You'll never hear press one or press two. I don't care how large we get. I don't care how old we get. It's one of our value propositions to our customers. Whenever you call our office, you'll be greeted by a warm person, human person. We will never send you to a phone tree. The second layer of that company standard is that we will pick up the phone on the first ring. And the reason we created that standard is really simple. If you dial a place that you've never called before, on the first ring, you're expectant. In other words, if someone picks up the phone in the first ring, whoa, that blows your mind. Wow, somebody's attentive. If you hear a second ring, you go from that possibility of being excited to wondering if someone heard the first ring. If that phone rings a third time, that customer's excitement has dropped to the level where they really don't care if you pick up the phone or not. 
at this point, they're expecting you to send them to a phone tree. And by the way, don't let it ring a fourth time because if it rings a fourth time, the customer is officially sad about the state of affairs in your company. Remember when I talked about beliefs? Well, this is what we believe at Alpha Direct Agency. So what we do is on that first ring, our goal is to pick up that call while the customer is still expectant. Two things happen. If we pick it up on the first ring, your mind is blown. You're excited that the people at Alpha Direct are excited to take your phone call. They're attentive. It also sets the expectation of service that we're going to take your service needs seriously, that we are handling your phone call with a sense of urgency. It sets a great first impression, not to mention that we answer the phone with a high level of energy and so that the customer feels that sense of urgency in our operation through our voice tone by adding inflection in the words that we say. Do me a favor, test this phenomenon. I'm going to put my phone number at the bottom of the screen. I want you to call it 212-568-5700. Go ahead and call it. I want you to see what I'm talking about. I want you to experience it. And by the way, if one of my employees pick up the phone, be nice. Say hello to him. Don't just hang up because they're going to be picking up calls all day long. But I want you to test that phenomenon and please give me feedback if you hear a sloppy response to the phone or someone who's simply not awake and, and enthused to receive that phone call on the first ring. So these are just some examples of company standards that your company should put in place. What time should people arrive for work? What is uh, the dress code? What holidays do you observe? Um, how do you treat each other in the company? Do you treat each other with respect or does it not matter? How do you, as the owner of the company, where do you place the employees? Are they the customer? Because for us at Alpha Direct, our employees, our team, they're the first customer. And we make sure that they feel that in all the things that we do, in the actions that we take, in the activities and how involved we are in their individual lives. It is not uncommon for a customer to get upset. That can happen. But when that happens, it's an opportunity for leadership and owner of the company to show the placement and the value for the employees. In Recode, Eight Mind Hacks for the Small Business Owner, I talk about some of the largest corporations here in America that their policy allows customers to berate their employees. Not acceptable. There is no reason to give a customer permission to berate your employees. There's just none under the sun. Besides the fact that you're sending a message to the employee that you do not value them. See, nobody leaves their home and comes to a place of work where you expect them to be committed and to be there for long term if they're constantly being berated by customers who are angry because a pastry that they wanted is not available at 9 a.m. in the morning because it ran out. Frankly, they came in late. We've had customers who have been rude to one of our Alpha Direct employees. We call the customer back. See, if we did wrong, because we know we're not angels, and by and large, we will screw up, we'll make it right. We'll do so with a sense of urgency. But if that's not the case, and you just proceed to berate one of our employees or approach them without any tact or respect, I'll call you. I'll call you and demand an apology, not to me to the employee. 
Because you see, we exist to serve. We're here to serve you. We do so with a sense of urgency. We do so with respect. But respect begets respect. And it has happened time and time again. The customer would call that employee, apologize to them. But it sends a strong message, right? We treat you with respect. All we ask is that you do the same in return. So again, this is part of the topic of setting standards in your company. It doesn't just sort of happen. And by the way, if you are not intentional about creating standards, then that by default creates the standard, which is a lack of standards. Those are the two topics that I wanted to cover really quickly on this first episode. As I mentioned, in future episodes, we will also have guests and we'll dive into their insights as well. If you have not picked up a copy of Recode, Eight Mind Hacks for the Small Business Owner, I strongly encourage you to mosey over to Amazon.com and get a copy, read for yourself. By the way, the audiobook format on Audible should be out shortly. I just want to thank you for taking the time to stop by across all the podcasts you have the opportunity to listen to. You stopped here and hit play. I hope you hit subscribe. And in the future, we hope to bring more topics that would help you recode your mindset and accomplish all the goals that you set. Thank you.